You're listening to War for Idiots, a podcast by idiots for idiots. So I learned something. What are we doing? Are we talking? What yeah, we're doing a preamble. <laughs> I learned I like a legit learned something today. What? I thought it was rope learning. You thought it was rope learning? I legit, legitimately thought when you learn. You must be wicked at tying knots. No, no, seriously. I thought it was rope learning. And I said to someone, hey, so let's rope learn this. And they're like, it's rope learning. I don't understand what rope learning means. Like my rope. my world has been changed. It's R-O-T-E. Yeah, but what does that mean? Use it in another context. Okay, did you rope learn? Your no, 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 not about rope learning. Well, I think it goes together. I don't think it goes separately. I wrote to school today. Let's do the show so people wrote, can rote learn. I just wrote home to my mum. It doesn't make any sense. No, no, there's no W in it. It's a different rote learning. R-O-T. Yeah, yeah, no, but what, what, is it all, can it live by itself? Without another word? Yes, that's what I would like to know. I don't know, but I do know do that words don't that. live. We're going to do an episode of that one day. Okay. May we please begin? Excellent. Yes. Okay. Hello. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of War for Idiots, WFI. WFI. So I am Rich the Dumbbell. And I am Mick the Dimwit. And with our powers combined, we are indeed the idiots that you've been looking for. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the infamous concept or the famous concept of the center of gravity. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, now, I don't have a sound for that. So, a couple of changes. A couple of changes since you last heard us. We may sound a bit different today. That's because uh, Mick has brought in his super duper microphone. Because um, I forgot the other one. Because he forgot the other one. So, <laughs> so let us know. Is it better or worse? Or you don't care. Just tell your friends. Uh, also, this is our first bi-weekly episode. Uh, you probably were not able to continue. Uh, living a normal life over the last few weeks as you haven't received an episode, but here we are back again in the bi-weekly format. Yeah. Who are we? Well, sometimes I like to call myself a space cowboy, but when I refer to the both of us, I like to think that we are like the Bert and Ernie of war. Oh, I thought you were going to call yourself Maurice. Maurice? Oh, got it. (laughs) (laughs) However, I... Truly believe that Mick is definitely Bert. I am no way near Bert. I am 100% Ernie because I'm lovable and that's how it will be remembered. Bert is shaped like a banana. For all time. But I am rotten on the inside. All right, what are we trying to do in this podcast, Mick? Let's cover these very quickly. We're here to talk about war. We're trying to make war accessible to everyone in and outside of the military. Um, we're not trying to discount the significance of war by any means. We're just making it more approachable, we more could, understandable. We could discount our merchandise, though, if people were looking for that. I think we know that's not going to happen. No, it's uh, high priced, not overpriced. And today's war topic is that theory by Clausewitz, which is the center of gravity. And we're going to try to balance the center of gravity. See what I did there? Yeah, it's really good, but I'm not sure if that. I don't think you have a... I'm not prepared for that. I don't think you have a soundboard for balance or center. I also don't have a video camera, so no one saw how you were balancing. <laughs> I was literally just balancing stuff with my hand. Yeah. Okay, let's start with a quote. We Mick. do that a lot. Hey. Um, all right, so this quote is from... You found another one from... Uh, I know, this one, is the first, first repeat quote. Yeah, but he's a legend. Uh, old Samuel Clements, which is his real name. Suppose you were an idiot, and suppose you were a member of Congress, but 
I repeat myself. Zing! Zinger! I actually had to read that four or five times. I was like, I don't get it. That was from Mark Twain, uh, for those who don't know who Samuel Clements is. Now, Mark Twain, um, what I've come to learn is he's written some good stuff. Yeah. Especially quotes of idiots. Yeah, well, one of his favourite uh, quotes was, uh, I invest in land because it's the only thing they're not making more of. And uh, based on that, I've made some terrible property investments in my life. Now, let's Zing. go into the uh, topic. Okay, so today we're going to talk about a centre of gravity. So... Listeners out there, you might be in two camps. One, you're in the camp that know exactly what we're about to talk about. Or two, you're in the camp of why are they talking about this weird scientific concept that I don't really understand. You could be in a house, you could be in a hall, but you're in camps. Exactly. Um, so let's start with what is this center of gravity concept we're going to talk about. Well, if you are to Google the concept of center of gravity, you will find the following definition. Center of gravity is a noun a point from which the weight of a body or system may be considered to act. In uniform gravity, it is the same as the center of mass. So what you find from an immediate search of center of gravity is what you'd expect, I would assume, most of the world thinks a concept of center of gravity is, and that is something to do with science, something to do with physics. Yeah. Um, you know, you type in center of gravity to Google, again, you get lots of pictures of things balancing, things having a center of mass. Um, and it talks about how it's, it, it's a, a term that they utilize in physics. So yeah. center of gravity, center of mass. Yeah. So, a predominantly scientific concept. But that's not necessarily what we're talking about today. No. What we're talking about today is utilizing a concept of center of gravity uh, and adopting it to a way of thinking about warfare. Uh, in particular of how to defeat your enemy. But I think you can apply this concept to not only warfare and thinking about your enemy, you can apply it to complex problem solving, simple problem solving. You, you can apply it as a analytical tool to, to sort of think of a way to find an answer to a problem or a solution. Um, now, many of you uh, who haven't heard about center gravity before are probably thinking Mick and Rich just invented this. Well, that's true. Uh, uh we invented this episode discussing it. <laughs> but it is, it is actually uh, something which I believe is, was first coined or uh, the, the concept was first discussed in a warfare manner by good old Carl von Clausewitz, yeah. who you may have heard of before. You, you should have heard of him before because you're a big listener. Of this show. Of the show. And his podcast. Uh, right. So Mick. Cool. Give, so, me, give me the cliff notes on what is what is a center of gravity as it pertains to the military uh, listener and, and fighting and winning wars. Okay, so before we do the book drop... Can test, I just say what I'm looking at right now <laughs> is Mick, one book in each hand. Each book is opened to a page and he is just going to drop some readings. It's, it's actually very this impressive. Is some, this is some knowledge bomb coming your way, <laughs> uh, listeners, and this is the only time it'll ever happen. So we've actually got some uh, areas to discuss in the show notes and the, our research assistant, uh, Rich, Hello. Uh, same name, same Hello. guy, Hello. Um, has got some great stuff. I'm going to read that quote out in a minute, but first I wanted to um, highlight that you know a lot of people understand who Karl von Clausewitz is. If you yep. don't, he was a Prussian military theorist who wrote about war. A lot of people listen to him and have done some stuff in modern doctrine based on his theories. Um, he wrote about center of gravities a lot in his uh, big book, A Heavy Tome on War, that his wife actually wrote for him at the after he died. But... I want to talk about uh, chapter 4 in book 8 where he writes what a theorist has to say here is one must keep the dominant characteristics of both belligerents in mind out of these characteristics a certain centre of gravity develops all lowercase letters by the way listeners mm. the hub of all power and movement on which everything depends 
That is the point against which all our energies should be directed. Now that's interesting because he talks about one center of gravity in there, Rich. Now I'll go yep. to uh, what is very close to the cliff notes of On War. It's uh, Clausewitz's On War by Hugh Strawn. He's a pretty famous uh, theorist. Um, hasn't come on any of our shows yet, but we'll, we'll talk day, about that later, Hugh. Early days. Um, he's got in this one, yep. uh, he talks about uh, how in books six and eight, uh, he talks about the centres of gravity relating to means and ends. If you don't know what means and ends are, go back to our strategy episode. I think yep. like episode two, maybe three. Anyway, uh, what was the role of centre of gravity related to means and ends? The first task then, this is quoting Clausewitz, quoting strong quoting Clausewitz, double quote. The first task then in planning for a war is to identify the enemy's centres of gravity, mm. or lowercase, and if possible, trace them back to a single one. If possible, trace them back to a single one. He then write, goes on to quote Clausewitz as saying, the second task is to ensure that the forces to be used against the point are concentrated for the main offensive. And this other quote we've got here, uh, not in a book, it's on a computer screen from a book. It talks about uh, how the blow from which the broadest and most favourable repercussions, so your best effort, what you want to get the best results from, should be aimed against an area where there's the greatest concentration of enemy troops. Now this is back in the day of fairly linear warfare. And I say fairly, uh, loosely. Yep. Um, a centre of gravity is always found where the mass is concentrated most densely. So this is all well and good, Rich, but I, I was trying to think, what is Carl talking about here? Yep. Now, us both being avid martial artists, not accomplished martial artists. I'd say ninja-like. Ninja-like, yeah. as in we know what ninjas look yeah, like. Yeah, and we like them. And we like them. Um, if you watch the Olympics and you watch people playing judo... The center of playing judo. Yep, sorry, yeah, keep it's going. a sport. It's a sport. Yeah, okay. You can't say what, what else do they do with judo. Okay, continue. People playing judo yep. at the Olympics, the competitors try and unbalance each other by yep. disrupting their center of gravity, mm -hmm. whether it's moving their shoulders, moving their legs. So they try and pivot them around a certain point that is the their greatest strength. But also, if you attack it, you will unhinge their plan. Right, okay. So, so I tried to make that as ambiguous as possible. So I'm still stuck on people playing judo. What? But I kind okay, of, people competing in the judo competition. I kind of get what you mean. Something, something like throwing a person in judo, we would see as a combination of things combined together that the body does. And yes, I'm air throwing someone in the air. Yeah, right that's now. right. But what you're saying is if we look at it from a centre of gravity perspective, that one foot that's stuck to the ground, yep. everything relies on that to be on the ground yep. for everything to And happen. that is holding the centre of gravity in there. Yeah, no, that, and that makes a lot of sense. And, and look, that would be one way to look at a centre of gravity. And I think what Mick has highlighted, so he read a, a quote from uh, one of Clausewitz's chapters, a quote from Hugh Strawn. The, the quote he read off the screen was from book six, chapter 27 of yep. On War as well. And they all say slightly different things. They do. And two of them are Clausewitz That's right. <laughs> saying different and, things. And the stuff from Strawn was him quoting Clausewitz. So, so Clausewitz is saying the centre of gravity is three different things. Yep. So confusion is yeah. everywhere. And there's a reason he used centre of gravity um, is because of the time that he lived in. Yeah. The age of reason. Physics was really popular, so he knew his audience. An easy way to explain his concepts was using physics terms. Yeah. And as you discussed right at the start, if you Google centre of gravity, you're not going to find anything to do with war. Negative. Negative. You will certainly not. So look, so the, the thing that, you know, Mick and I have grown up with this concept of centre of gravity for, for a long time now by way yeah. of solving problems. And, and something that's been coming about, and, and I'll talk about it more towards the end of the episode, is that people are saying, 
is it really relevant? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is, is it this, a thing? Is it a thing? And I don't think that that is the right question to be asking. No. I think what much like when we talked about strategy, Clausewitz used the word strategy, but when we talked about it in the strategy episode, but potentially he wasn't using the word strategy as we would have or as we do use it today. That's right. And people 500 years before him probably used it in a slightly different context. Exactly right. But it doesn't mean that his concept of strategy or his understanding of bringing a nation's powers together for, for a political objective doesn't mean that he didn't understand it less. The context was just different. And again, yeah. I think this is the same as center of gravity. We shouldn't take every word he says verbatim. We should get everything that he's trying to say about center of gravity break it up and try to get to the real root of what he's saying. And I think that judo analogy, not sure if Clausewitz did judo or, or played it. He was a very well accomplished judoka. But I think I think that there's some sort of truth, there's some sort of sort of essence of what he's trying to say can come out in some sort of way that we can utilize it in the uh, sort of contemporary setting. But yeah. it, it brings about a lot of confusing things. Um, it does. When we talk about a center of gravity, and, I, and I've used this analogy, but not this far before, is that, that of me trying not to say a certain word? Um, if you think about a game of chess... What did you want to say? A word that okay. I don't want to say. If you think about a game of chess, you're playing a game of chess, what is your centre of gravity as you play chess? Is your centre of gravity the queen? Because the queen is your most powerful figure. They call it figure? Piece. It's your piece. most powerful piece. You play a lot of chess. It, uh, heaps of chess. It can move anywhere. It can do anything. Um, it, it is the most powerful piece. Do you so, play chess or do you compete in chess? What do people who do judo do when they participate in chess? Do they play chess? I don't know. Sorry. You've Inside thoughts. Inside, inside thoughts. thoughts. Inside thoughts. Okay. So are you the queen? Are you the most powerful? Is <laughs> For our listeners, <laughs> I am not the queen. Is the queen your centre of gravity? If one of us was the queen, I'm not the queen. Or... Is your king the center of gravity? Because if indeed you lose control of the king or your king is checkmated... You're defeated. You're defeated. Or is the player's experience the actual center of gravity of the chessboard? Because it's up to the player and what they bring to the chessboard and the manipulation of the pieces that you could say, without that, then they're just pieces that can't operate you know, by themselves because they're not yeah. real living things. So I'm not saying that center of gravity is one or the other. I'm just saying that people have interpreted center of gravity by, by many different ways. Yeah. Um, sidebar, I saw on Google the other day that they do chess boxing. Yeah, chess boxing is awesome. Fantastic. A round so of boxing. Anyone who's running a box or stag do, chess boxing. Round of boxing, five minutes of chess, round of boxing. You either yeah. win by knocking a checkmate. It's, Amazing sport. Yeah. So Mick, with, with all this, what is the center of gravity to you? Uh, so to me, it's, it, it is a good focal point for you to try and understand what the enemy needs to accomplish their mission. And right. it helps you understand how you may need to affect the enemy and, and to stop him achieving his mission, him or her, and you brought, you brought up your a, mission. You brought up an, a really interesting point from the Clausewitz quote, and I quote, a major battle in a theatre of operations is a collision between two centres of gravity. And wow. I, think, I think, you know, people, people often forget about not only your own centre of gravity, the, the other people's centre of gravity. Yeah, yeah. so I, and, 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 you know, conversely, it's, it's about what helps you achieve your mission. Um, I like the idea, you know, when Clausewitz is quoted in the Strawn book there, multiple centres of gravity and try and mm. distill them down to one. And I love the words, if possible, uh, because it makes me think... Yeah. And if I go back to the judo analogy, like a judo competitor yep. or player in other players, places, they can, they can have both feet on the floor and the center of gravity will anchor through their hips down to the, 
down to the centre of the, where the, the focal point between those two feet. Yeah. Equidistant point's a pretty good one. But not always. Depends on how they shift their knees. So do they have multiple centres of gravity or do they have one centre of gravity that continually shifts as the system that that centre of gravity supports is affected? Yeah, and look, and the answer is... We don't know. We don't know. The answer is up to you uh, and how you interpret centre of gravity. And again, goes back to the point where I think it's not a... Uh, an unuseful term to, to sort of get from Clausewitz and sort of apply to some sort of contemporary setting. Yeah. So, is there grey area? I think quite obviously there, there definitely is grey area. However, yeah. I've got a couple of articles that I, I would like to recommend people out there that want to understand what is a centre of gravity and, and sort of build on their knowledge of interpretation of this concept. And the first one is entitled Understanding Centres of Gravity and Critical Vulnerabilities by Dr. Joe Strange and Colonel Richard Iron. He's one of your mates. He's one of my mates. Now, look, they are... They're pretty good names. Let's just stop for a second. Joe Strange. Joe Strange. Richard Richard Iron. What's the short name for Richard? Uh, If these guys aren't academic gladiators, then I don't know what they are. That's pretty amazing. Brilliant. So they talk a lot about centre of gravity, and, and there's a very distinct bias that they feel that center of gravities have been misapplied of recent times. Yeah. Um, and, and I can very much understand why they're saying this. Well, for non-military listeners who've never gotten into the approach, yep. um, they're talking about the idea of templating concepts. So taking a theoretical concept and templating it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when Mick and I first started our understanding of center of gravities, a center of gravity was, was more sort of philosophical. Um, yeah. It was, you know, if you're, if you're trying to... Uh, destroy a building it was the ability for your opponent to rebuild the building and I often am your ability of the opponent to do this it was all about the intangible Um, and then it kind of has gone full circle or half circle to the the kind of concept now is something that it's very tangible it's a thing it's not the building it's the foundations it's the windows it's it's the bricks Um, so this is the kind of thing that that is brought up by Dr. Strange and, and Colonel Irons. And they talk about that this confusion is caused because of the many different definitions that Clausewitz has within his work on war. Might be worth pointing out that Richard Irons now a retired brigadier. Yeah, that's right. So that people understand we're talking about the same, the same dude. There's that's not right. too many Dick Irons out there. That is exactly right. So the first one they bring us from chapter four, book eight, that you highlighted. Yep. Um, that... Gravity develops the hub of all power and movement on which everything depends. Yep. Um, they, they talk about how that is a useful one, but they also talk about how that Clausewitz talk about at a strategic level, the army, and I quote, according to Clausewitz, may be just one thing among several physical or less physical centers of gravity. So here he's talking about multiple centers of gravities within a grand strategic sense. Yeah. Um, so there come multiple definitions out there, put them together, you kind of get some confusion. Yeah. So if you were trying to go deep tactical, and when I say deep, I no. mean like no. as as deep as you can go, like oh, yeah. um, platoon, squad, company. Yep. Coming up with multiple centers of gravity for yourself and your adversary, very difficult task. Coming up with one center of gravity, pretty hard because sometimes it exactly. is just my machine guns are exactly. going to shoot the bad guy. Exactly. Or good guy. Depends on which side you're on. Exactly. So um, that's some of the confusion there. So, I mean, let's go back to the question that we asked ourselves at the very beginning of this. Do is, judo people play? Do judo people play? <laughs> is centre of gravity useful? Yeah. Why? Oh, 
So I was are saying, you just I think, are, are I think, you active yeah. listening? I'm active listening. <laughs> I'm saying yes, that is the question we ask ourselves. Personally, I think the center of gravity is useful. Okay. If you, as a thought process, to analyze your own forces and analyze the enemy. Okay. I think it is dangerous if you decide at the start of your analysis and planning cycle, this is the center of gravity, and you fail to understand mm. how execution may change that. Okay. So if you alter one aspect of your opponent, you need to try and understand if you've altered their center of gravity. Because if you've altered their center of gravity, that may affect your plan. Well, let's, let's talk about... I'm going to test you. Okay. Center of gravity. Oh, I was just going to go pee in a cup. That's disgusting. Center of gravity. To your cup. What's in the hierarchy of center of gravity? What's under center of gravity? Uh, in common military terms, yep. it is the critical capability. Okay, define that. A critical... Oh, this is a good test. So yep. center of gravity, I like to think of it as a thing, not an ability or yep. moral legitimacy. I, I don't like that. Yep. I like moral legitimacy, don't get me wrong. Yep. I just don't like the center of gravity. Can, so, I say, can, I, can I say, when I was reading the um, Doctor Strange and, and Colonel <laughs> Irons article, I love Marvel. Um <clears throat> They, 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 they cover in their center of gravity definitions a lot of center of gravity definitions. It's really worth the read. And one of the ones, I won't say where it's from, one of the ones that they despise is the center of gravity is whatever the planning staff thinks is important. That's, <laughs> that's exactly that, right. That's exactly, whatever the planning staff thinks is important, that is the center of gravity. And they're like, I think they use the words, the most preposterous definition we've found is this one. It's, it's quite yeah. interesting. Um, uh, your attention, please. Your attention, please. Testing of the fire. An emergency <laughs> warning system is now in progress. Please disregard all tones and alarms. I repeat, testing of the fire emergency warning system is now in progress. Please disregard all tones and alarms. The following alarms are a test only. No action is required. Thank you. All right, listeners, we're going to take a short break and we'll get back to you in a minute. <laughs> and we're back. Hey, everyone. Sorry about that. Uh, one thing you can take away is that we are always professional in these studios. And this purpose-built studio that we operate out of has very stringent fire <laughs> safety measures. So Not only do we have crows that hang around the studio, That's we right. also have techs that decide to test the fire alarms whilst we're recording. So rest assured, we are constantly safe. And the fire alarm testing is not over, so you're going to hear something in a minute. Yeah, you'll still hear something, but we've decided that um, we're bored, so we're going to keep recording. Oh, what's the center of gravity of this recording studio? Oh, <gasps> Not uh, catching on fire? It's not me bringing the microphones. Yeah, that's true. I fail that a lot. Um, so critical capabilities, you want me to define it. So yes. I think critical capabilities are the things that the center of gravity can do to make the plan work. And then... The next thing under a capability? That's a critical requirement. That's the thing that enables a critical capability to, do th to support the actions of the center of gravity. And then a critical vulnerability. It's a element of your critical requirements that is targetable by your adversary. Yep. And it's vulnerable to attack. It's vulnerable to disruption, degradation, all those yeah. good so, effects verbs. So what, what Mick has highlighted is this the, the, the very generic center of gravity hierarchy. Where yeah. It's a center of gravity. Often built like a house. A center of gravity. Exactly. A center of gravity that needs these capabilities. These capabilities need their requirements. And once you've done the analysis to break down what are the requirements, you then identify vulnerabilities that uh, will, when you attack them or undermine them or something like that will undermine all the way back through do you like the sound effect all the way back through that was good it's my soundboard all the way back through to the center of gravity and, and that's generally how it goes down you said 17 throughs in that sentence did I really? no I, don't, I can't count so my question for you is what comes first? do you 
please. Testing of the fire and emergency warning system is now complete. I repeat, testing of the fire and emergency warning system is now complete. Please respond to any further alarms. Thank you. All right, team. That's a nuclear alarm. Oh, is it? Okay. So my question to you is, what comes first? Oh, Do that's why I did the chicken noise. Does Damn the it. does the capability make you understand what a center of gravity is or do you first identify center of gravity and then start working your way to the right? What, what do you think? So a lot of people are taught to work their way to the right. Uh, the right being, if you can't see this sheet of paper we're looking at, you start at the center of gravity and work your way down. He which, isn't, he, which isn't right. I said down he, and pointed across. And you're using your left arm, continue. Yeah, <laughs> so um, a lot of people start with the center of gravity and then work their way through their critical capabilities, their critical requirements and their critical vulnerabilities. That's right, and it's kind of like a guessing game. It is. It's like, okay, I'm gonna, this is my enemy. Uh, I think his yeah. strength is this. And then when you find out by looking at critical vulnerabilities, you're like, oh, actually, and then you start reviewing what you've done back up, Yeah. you get, and you're like, oh, none of this relates yeah. to that center of gravity. Exactly, maybe umbrellas. Maybe tanks aren't that important. Maybe umbrellas Just aren't kidding. that important. I know certain people listen to the show, tanks are okay. important. Okay, so what's a different way of doing it? Tanks save lives. So a, a different way of doing it is, I like doing it in reverse, like where am I vulnerable? Where are they vulnerable? Okay, so why why are those things, why are those vulnerabilities important? Well, they enable this. Okay, why is that thing that's being enabled important? Because it allows something to do this. What is that something that allows to do this? Oh, that, is that important? Shelf that. Mm. Do that a number of times, the one that's most common and most important tends to be center of gravity. Okay, so you, you, go, you go backwards all yeah. the way to the front. Yeah, I find it a very, very useful way of doing it. Yeah. Sometimes that's hard. Say yeah. if you're in a staff team as opposed to yeah, a staff yeah. individual. Got it. I mean, and that's an interesting approach to it. So the, the, the question we're trying to finish this episode off with is, is this concept of center of gravity useful? And uh, one article that we can point you towards is from the Strategy Bridge uh, with Fino and um, Fino and the, the guys over and there. And Murph and Ty. Um, and this article is entitled, Moving Beyond Mechanical Metaphors, Debunking the Applicability of Centers of Gravity in the 21st Century Warfare. Um, so this is by Amos Fox and Thomas Kopch. Amos. Amos. Amos is a good friend of the show. Um, still exactly needs right. to encourage more people where he is right now to donate to my charity run. Exactly. And not listen to Watto. Um, Do not listen to Watto. Private joke. Uh, so in this article, this article, I must, I must admit, this article I would highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, it's got a lot of good research in there. They yeah. make a lot of good points. Yeah. But essentially what they're trying to bring out here is trying to make people see whether... The old theory spoken by Clausewitz is indeed relevant to what we would define now as war that has so many different dimensions that Clausewitz didn't have to deal with. Yeah. War that is you know, arguably more complex because of the amount of things that need to be fathomed. Yeah. Whether, whether indeed you need to find one center of gravity to undermine this new complex system or yeah. is it a theory that was within that context excellent but maybe not so interpretive yeah. nowadays. Are you going to find the bolt that holds the rotors on the helicopter? Exactly. Wait, I'm not sure if I need to say exactly. You exactly. could, man. That's a very, I think that's our center of gravity of the helicopter. Like, the bolts that hold. I really don't like flying in helicopters. So... I think it's a good approach to, to looking at Clausewitz theory because, you know, what, what Amos and Thomas are doing in this article, they're talking about war as a systems where everything interacts with each other 
Um, you know, three-block war, for example, is a yeah. very quick analogy where you're dealing with high-end warfare, Lots humanitarian aid, systems. you know, all within the same area. Does something that is this complex indeed have a centre of gravity? And systems approaches have become very popular in the past 15, 16 years. Kilcullen's uh, written on it quite a bit. David Kilcullen, the Australian counterinsurgency guy who spends a lot of time in the US. Um, people like systems, yeah. Uh, but I think one of the important bits is the changes that occur to a system. You change one thing, you yeah. change the other. And their point being, you know, if you're looking for the one uh, centre of gravity or the Jesus nut... Um, that holds the roadblades to the, holds road blades to the yeah. helicopter... You, known as you, a Jesus nut. You might not actually be on the right path. There may be more yes. to the system than you think. Exactly. And look, so when I look at the three main texts that we covered today, Clausewitz, Clausewitz. What, so where this centre of gravity thing started from... We looked at Understanding Centre of Gravity and Critical Vulnerabilities by Dr. Right. Joe Strange and Colonel, now Brigadier Richard Iron. Their movie coming out in December. Um, where they were very much saying, yes, this is good, but in this format. Yeah, let's apply it. Um, and then looking at moving beyond mechanical metaphors, debugging the applicability of centres of gravity in the 21st century warfare yeah. by Amos and Thomas, where they're saying, not really too relevant nowadays. I, I think this is a fantastic display of where this theory exists yeah you know philosophically where i think that it is important 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 whether you, whether you want to understand war to understand this concept of center of gravity yeah but i strongly agree with your uh last statement that it shouldn't be the one thing that you are completely no. fixated on it's good to get your cogs turning <gasps> but don't focus on the cog wow can we just smash the computer so we don't because <laughs> never there's never going to be anything said better than that um <laughs> Uh, I am a hero. I think so. I, you know, I agree in some parts with some articles. I disagree in some parts with the other articles. I think that it is important, but I do not think it is the most important thing. I do not think people should not do it, but I don't think people should only do this. It yeah. should be part of the many tools you have in your belt to understand the situation, to break down the situation, to be analytical about this thing that we do, uh, which is live in a world that is surrounded by warfare. And if you're on a planning team, don't be that guy or girl that sits there and says, this is what the cog has to be, mm. and then inflexible the entire time through the process, and challenge other people who are actually putting in some really good thoughts mm -hmm. but can't get through your cog wall. I've just invented the cog wall team. Cog wall. Cog wall. Everyone hates cog walls. Everyone hates cog walls. Don't so be the cog block. So that's it. Don't so cog block. Mick, you are a young junior leader out there You've only just heard about the center of gravity. You've gotten to the end of our episode. What's, what, do you, what do you want him to take away? Or her. Or her. Well, um, I said you are. Oh. <laughs> I'm just talking to you about some life decisions I've got to make. <laughs> no, I think young Mick Cook, what I want young Mick Cook to take away is that uh, this is definitely not what young Mick Cook took away at yep. the time. Uh, uh, that uh, going through the process of analyzing yep. your own and your adversary's center of gravity is yep. important, but you need to understand how that frames the, the enemy's mission and your mission and the problem as a whole. And you need to be flexible in the way that you decide to attack that center of gravity, noting that that center of gravity may change. Yeah. Well, same question reversed onto me. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't know how to speak backwards. So I, agree, I agree to what you're saying and I'm gonna throw out a different challenge to the junior listeners or to people out there who are not especially familiar with this concept. And to Steve. Use it as an analytical tool. Yes. Use it 
outside of a military context. If you are a chef at a restaurant, Whoa. use a concept of center My of gravity. My brain blown. Thank you very much. Use the concept of center of gravity to try to simplify, portion, um, categorize, whatever you want to say, the problem that you face. Because I, I think if we stop thinking about center of gravity as a thing that has to happen, but rather look at it as a analytical tool to break down a complex or hard problem, you know, or a wicked problem, then potentially center of gravity as a philosophical problem solving concept is going to have a lot of weight to it. Cool. That's I got it. a lot of weight to me too. That's me dropping truth and knowledge bombs. Knowledge everywhere. bombs dropped everywhere. Hey, should we tell our listeners about our social media? Check us out on Facebook. Everyone's doing it, and they're all saying how you're not. Yeah. <laughs> where, where That's are, you, Patrick. Where are we on Facebook? We are on Facebook at uh, War for Idiots. So if you type in www.facebook.com backslash, I'm going to say, or forward slash, whichever the slash that you use slash on the interweb, it. just slash uh, War for Idiots. Check us out on Twitter. Uh, hashtag is at war numeral for idiots. Uh, we're getting a lot of love from a lot of friends on Twitter and uh, sharing a lot of things that are going to make you think about what you do every day. So yeah. get on there. Check us out. Also, can, oh, oh, oh. engage with us individually. Yeah. Rich, you're on Twitter as? At Richie underscore TTT. Notice he had a handle change. He's no longer at idiot underscore rich, although <laughs> he's still philosophical, <laughs> the idiot you are looking for. And I'm at Mick underscore cook with the larger follow account. Buy a merchandise. That's all I'm going to say. T-shirts, mugs. Buy it. Okay, jump on. <laughs> buy it. We have sold so much more than we expected. All right. Or exactly how much we expected. <laughs> it is high priced, high quality. Ladies and gents, we hope you have enjoyed our episode on the center of gravity. We hope you have enjoyed our points of view and the articles and readings that we uh, we have in- enjoyed reading as to make an episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, mixed making rude signals. Um, and tune in next time. But remember, until then that we may be idiots, but so are you. Uh, Bye-bye. War for Idiots is a TDP production. All opinions expressed by individuals on the podcast are those of the individual and not necessarily representative of any other organisation. The music used during War for Idiots is Fireworks by Jazar and is used under an attribution share alike 3.0 international licence.